access capacity plus a platform for participation plus peers. So let's go through a little bit of that. What do you mean by excess capacity? I think of excess capacity as something that has already been paid for, it exists, and there's more value there. And so if we think about Airbnb, you know, my spare bedroom already existed. And now, wow, you know, it turns out that I can rent it out to someone. If we examine this a little more closely, as an entrepreneur, this excess capacity is an incredible magnet to me because I don't have to go build houses. I don't have to go get all the cars. I don't have to go do fancy data research. I don't have to force you to buy a smartphone. You already have a smartphone. So you start with excess capacity, whether it's somebody's spare rooms or a lot of people have cars they don't use during the day. And then the next thing you need is the platform. And so the platform takes that excess capacity and makes the process of using it incredibly simple. So the platforms will organize, they will make complex things simple, and they will do a lot of analysis and effectively they give the power of the corporation to the individual. These platforms do all the things that are really hard and complicated for the individual and that's what the platform does. And we could stop there and transition now to what do the peers do? The peers do all the things that are really annoying and complicated for the big company. And I would think of that as localizing things, specializing things, and customizing things. So if we think about the way car rental companies have worked in the past or taxis, everyone is exactly the same. We are guaranteeing for you that everyone is exactly the same. But it turns out that there's some things we want the same and some things we want very different. And that's what the peers can bring. So Uber and Lyft and Airbnb were able to spread like wildfire across the world because they leveraged this excess capacity and people put their own cars and their own specific locations or their own bedrooms and their own specific locations onto the map. And so they offer this huge diversity of locations. And if we think about Airbnb, a huge diversity of offerings that hotels simply cannot compete with. So what about the peers in these peer platform models, you know, the Uber drivers or the TaskRabbit house cleaners? What do they get out of this? I think there's a, there's a big upside and a big downside. And so the upside is that they get incredible flexibility. They get economic agency, meaning that they can decide how much they want to earn, how much they want to work. They um, have a lot more autonomy in their life, which makes people feel much happier in their day-to-day life. And so those are all upsides. And, and I would say that they often, they get to exhibit a lot more creativity. They get to do things that they're passionate about and care about. Um, so they don't, they don't feel like they're working for the man. They don't feel like they're working for the man. And a lot of people think of this as micro-entrepreneurs. And so it is a form of being a micro-entrepreneur. And all the expensive lifting has been done by the platform. So you don't have to be an amazing marketer. You don't have to know how to build a fancy app. You don't have to have been able to negotiate with an insurance company to get a low-cost insurance policy on your home. All of those things is what the platform does. And so what you as an individual have to be doing is the things that those companies can't do. So it does really drive a lot of flexibility, autonomy, and I think a lot more happiness in people's work life because they have so much more control. But there's also, you know, designers who are working this way, accountants who are working this way, architects, innovators, science is being done this way. I mean, increasingly, there's more and more ways that you can work on these platforms. I guess I'm wondering about... The question about worker exploitation, I'm thinking, 
Remember a few years ago, this guy named Tim Ferriss wrote a bestseller called The 4-Hour Workweek, and one of the things he advocated doing was outsourcing tasks, I suppose drudge kind of tasks, to virtual assistants, people you could hire online to do things like make your doctor's appointments or answer your email. But it, you know, it turned out that very often these were underpaid workers in India. I think there is a real risk for that. And that's one of the things that I urge people to really pay attention. So, number one, just to start with the premise that everything that can become a platform is going to become a platform because it's very, very compelling economics to the companies. Therefore, what happens to the workers? I think there's a lot of upside. There is a lot of upside. But there is also downside. One of my favorite books last year was Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. And he pointed out that people are really terrible at doing the math. And so these people who are driving their cars like taxis, I quiz them all the time whenever I happen to take one. And I know that they don't think about...